had a chance to talk with Eric Gullickson, sports director of WITN in uh, North Carolina, Eastern North Carolina, and the WBTV digital anchor and UNC alum, Matty Gardner, about the big game between Duke and North Carolina, as well as who they would want to face the least between Kansas and Villanova in the championship game. Great to have on Local News Live for our second sports roundtable, this time focused on the NCAA Final Four. We have Matty Gardner, WBTV digital anchor, anchor and reporter, and the WITN sports director, Eric Gullickson, uh, WBTV based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. WITN is in Eastern North Carolina. Matty, Eric, thank you so much for uh, jumping on Local News Live for this sports roundtable. Absolutely. Of course, happy to be here. I want to just go over kind of the, the surprise of the state of North Carolina right now for a, another Final Four, another big game featuring uh, the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils. Duke, we could see that coming. They're number two seed, and they had a lot of talented freshmen. The Tar Heels on the flip side, an eight seed. They were playing well, but it's just wild that these teams are playing each other in the Final Four. What is the, I guess, the vibe? in your communities across the state for an absolutely massive and probably uh, unpredictable game? There's a lot of excitement for sure. I, I know across the state and the rivalry is as advertised. I mean, everyone's got a side and they're going back and forth. And there was a lot of stuff talked about after the first time they played at UNC when Duke blew them out. And there was a lot more talked about after Coach K's final game at Cameron. And uh, I think that might come back to haunt the UNC people, but we'll see what, what happens with that. I mean, this rivalry is so deep-seated. I grew up in North Carolina, and even when you were in kindergarten, you had to choose. Are you Duke or UNC? Um, so the fact that they're playing for the first time in the postseason ever, and this is the final four, and this is the matchup, I'm anxious and nervous all the way around. I think all of North Carolina is, is really feeling that. So this is insane. I don't think anyone saw it coming. Like you said, Ryan, it was expected that, that Duke would probably make it this far, especially with Coach K's last season. But for UNC to, to push ahead to beat Baylor and then to, to get their spot uh, to go to New Orleans, I think that uh, there's, there's a lot of pressure, but there's definitely a lot of excitement. I would guess this feels different. I mean, there's like we've mentioned, there's been so many UNC Duke matchups, but there's two absolutely massive taglines onto this. One, it's a final four. And like you said, Maddie, that's never happened. And two, it's Coach K's final ride. I mean, it, it feels like a story, uh, feels almost fairy tale like that it would actually end up like this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think any Tar Hill will tell you that they don't care if it's Coach K's final ride or not. But I know that um, for Duke, that's been a huge storyline, right? Like all season long. So um, I think just going into this, knowing all of that, there's got to be a lot of pressure on these guys. But I'm excited for a good game. I mean, anytime, no matter what the seeds are, no matter what the national rankings are throughout the regular season, Duke UNC is always a great matchup whether it's Cameron or in the Dean Dolman Chapel Hill, it's always good. It's always exciting. Eric, it really doesn't out. matter. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really doesn't matter what their records are or where they're at in the year when they play. Everything else shuts off, and it's just that rivalry kicks in. Eric, you're kind of out in the eastern part of the state. We were talking beforehand, Eastern Carolina University, North Carolina State are the big schools, but just because it's Duke and North Carolina, there's still a lot of blue out there too. Um, how, how 
how much are you feeling it even that far away from Durham and Chapel Hill? Yeah, we definitely see it. It's it's everywhere and everybody's focused on it. The whole state is really buzzing about it. And uh, particularly in my area, we got one guy on the UNC team, Dontre Styles. He comes off the bench, but he's gotten in, played some big minutes in, in the tournament. And uh, so there's a lot of attention, you know, when there's local guys from our area playing for them, which has been historically a thing, especially out of Kinston. So we're hearing it. We're definitely seeing it. And uh, I think everybody's going to be watching. Maddie, you have the UNC ties. How to happen? How they were like borderline top twenty-five at the end of the year, so they were good. They beat Duke to close out the season. How they make this run? You know, I think that the momentum that they took after winning in Cameron definitely helped them in the postseason and and to get this far. I don't know that anyone actually expected for Duke and UNC to meet again. I think um, at the beginning when we saw the bracket and we saw that that was the chance when they were both on the same side, we were all like, I mean, the state's going to implode, right? If that were to happen. So Sunday when when UNC beat St. Peter's, I'm – it was just nuts. It was nuts. So, you know, I'm excited to watch them play. I think UNC chose a good time to start really stepping it up and playing well, um, especially because their season, and I love them, it wasn't that stellar. It was good. You know, they have a new coach in Hubert Davis this year, uh, his first season as the head coach after Roy Williams retired. So there's a lot of pressure on him, but I, I think they've handled it very well. What are some of the keys for this game? I mean, Duke's got these three talented freshmen, Jeremy Roach, their point guard's been playing great. And then Hubert Davis, like you mentioned, Maddie, has just coached North Carolina so perfectly this year. But what are some of the, some of the keys you think for both of you in this game? Yeah, I, I might let Eric take this one. I am um, not as much on the sports side, sure. but I, I'm definitely on the atmosphere side. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you, I went with, one of my best friends because it was his bucket list item and I moved here from Maine. So he's a UNC fan up in, in, up in Maine. So we went to the Dean Smith center to watch the first Duke UNC game because it's something he's always wanted to do. And it didn't go according to plan for my UNC friend that day. And what happened is, is they shut down the big guy and, you know, Armando Baycott has been awesome. All playoffs, all tournament, all of it. And, they were he the shooting wasn't good for UNC. They got in a big hole right away, and then Duke just took it away, and there wasn't really much of a game. But when they played at Cameron, it went the other way around. They were able to shut down the big guys. Bancaro did not have a good game, and because he was out of it, all of a sudden UNC was able to take control of that game and pull the big upset. And there was so much riding on that game. Coach K's last game at Cameron. Uh, this time, both sides are facing, facing that we might go to the national championship game, a lot of pressure on both teams this time, but really the two big guys who have been just all year, every game. I mean, Baycott's averaging a double-double a game. He's got like 20-plus of them this year. He set the record for UNC in a season or something. Yeah. He's, he's just been amazing. And he the, the big key also for Duke – which kind of has gone under the radar is the Williams kid has just become amazing. The, the defense, you can't go in the lane. He just takes everything away. He, he's been awesome. And that's been a huge key. Roach, you mentioned stepped up, has been 
So they, they look as scary as everyone thought they were going to be. But UNC has been playing that team ball. And when they do that, and, and Brady Manick has been huge, a huge addition, a transfer from Oklahoma. He's been stellar too. So both teams are playing. They did the, the thing that all the coaches want you to do. They peak at the right time. And right. It, it's just a great matchup. You know, I was talking to the former Duke basketball team doctor this week. He now practices um, here in Charlotte, but he was with the team in 2010 and 2015 for their last two national championships. And he said the thought and the planning that goes into getting these guys to their peak athletic performance at the end of March for a national championship run, it's not just coincidence that Coach K is monitoring their progress throughout the year and making sure that they're at their best right now so they get this championship run so I thought that was fascinating but he also said I mean the psychology of this really goes into it that a lot of times you know it doesn't matter what the teams are doing on the court that day it's what's going on in their heads and that's also something that that coach K and the medical staff were monitoring for Duke for their last two national championships and I'm sure it's something that Hubert Davis is watching for his heels as well I mean he put a picture up of the Superdome and their locker room at UNC for the first day of practice. So this is something that he's been putting in his guys' heads and reminding them of daily that this is possible for them. I don't think it's a coincidence we see a lot of these same teams make deep runs in the NCAA tournaments. There's so many random factors that play into success, but I think a lot of the great coaches have it down to an extent, a science, Coach K being one of them, of course. And I'm sure Roy Williams, before he left, was able to teach Hubert Davis, hey, there are some things you have to do, like what you just said, putting up a picture of the Superdome in your locker room to keep your team focused, to make a run in a tournament that has so much randomness to it. And it's probably, while it is, the, I think, undoubtedly the most fun postseason tournament in sports, probably the most unfair at sometimes. But there are coaches that just get how to make pushes. And clearly, Coach K and Hubert Davis have that down. Clearly, Coach K does. He just passed John Wooden <laughs> for most Final Four appearances. But Roy Williams is still there. I mean, he is at every game. He is – it's it's incredible. That man has done so much for the state. They named a highway after him. I mean, the, the city is probably going to change its name to, to Roy Williams Town at some point. But I would support he, it. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people would. And, and he uh, – but he's at every game, and, and I definitely think he's got his hands all over this thing. Uh, a lot of the, you know, it is, the, as you said, the first year for Hubert Davis. So a lot of these guys are Roy Williams guys. So he's he's definitely a big piece to this run. And uh, it's pretty, it's visible. It's not just uh, in the background at all. Right. And I know that we keep saying it's Hubert Davis's first season as head coach. Yeah, but he's been with this program. Right for sure. years and, and he right. played and made it to, to the final four national championship when he was a Tar Heel. So this is nothing new to him. Um, I know it's probably daunting to go up against Coach K, but you know, it probably just feels like another game day for, for Hubert Davis at this point. How are the players feeling, you think? It, are they treating this? And it might be tough to kind of tell, but are they treating this like, I mean, obviously a, a final four game is massive. Maybe they're treating like a big game, but are they thinking Duke and North Carolina, or maybe it's impossible not to? I'm sure it's hard for them not to. I've heard both coaches at this point say that they've tried to tell their guys, block it out. Don't look at social media. Don't look at the text. Don't pay attention to any of the noise. But, I mean, once you get on a plane, you're headed to New Orleans. It, it's hard to ignore how monumental this is. 
And I think to, you know, go off of that, regardless of the outside noise, the stuff that happened on the court this year, there's a lot there. And so UNC got embarrassed at home. Duke got embarrassed at home by each other. So these two teams, the rivalry is just ramping up, and this is just going to add to it. So both these teams want to beat the other one real bad. Right. They're eight miles apart. This is they're eight miles apart. Their schools yeah. are their basketball gyms. So, I mean, <laughs> they know each other and they know how each other plays and they see them every season. But this is going to be a whole different ballgame. We're talking with Eric Gullickson, WITN. They're in Eastern North Carolina. Their sports director, Maddie Garner, WBTV digital anchor in Charlotte, North Carolina. There's a few more questions for both of you. What what is it like, Maddie? You mentioned that that very small amount of space between these two colleges. It, it's uh, I'm sure it, it's wild anytime these two teams meet. Is there a way to kind of just say how it will be this weekend? I'm guessing it's like it will be like a normal Duke North Carolina game, but times twenty probably. I can't imagine how multiplied it's going to be. So um, I went to UNC. I, I was a Tar Heel. I was also on the cheer team mm. all four years. So I cheered for the basketball team. And my last game was 2016 when they were in the national championship against Villanova. Let's pray that does not happen again. Actually, you know what? If they make it to the national championship game, I don't care. It's on the other side. Um, but the last four seconds, you know, we don't, we don't talk about that year. Um, so just being in the Dean Dome when Duke is on the court with the Tar Heels, it's the loudest environment you can imagine and I've been to concerts I've been to you know events but there's nothing like that the energy is there and you know we say to hate like this is is to love forever like the the hatred and the rivalry is definitely there between these two teams of course there's that level of respect um, for the universities but I can't imagine what it's going to feel like in the Superdome in New Orleans you know 78,000 fans can be there and tickets are nearly sold out at this point. So I can't imagine just the noise level, the excitement uh, and the energy that they're going to be feeling down there on the court too. Yeah, you, you can cut the hatred through the air when, when these two teams meet. Uh, I, I hadn't experienced it and I did not go to UNC or Duke, but I, like I said, I did go to the game at Dean, at the Dean Dome earlier this year. And just like she said, the environment out of bounds student section was awesome and the whole place was hopping and everybody was yelling at each other both ways and it's special it really is special it's impossible to get tickets to the regular season matchups I mean they go for thousands of dollars I know especially for coach K's last game at Cameron and it is a little bit uh, smaller of arena that they were going for for three thousand bucks and you know the tickets for saturday night are averaging for a thousand dollars each and, and we're talking like high up seats in the in the superdome so um, a lot of people want to see this matchup because it's never happened and when's the next time it's going to happen right maddie you mentioned i want to ask you both just one quick question about kansas and villanova you mentioned villanova as a team that uh, because of the history might scare uh, north carolina fans a little bit um, looking at those two teams, is one of those more favorable, do you think, to face in the championship game if Duke or North Carolina get there? Or is it really just kind of tough to tell? Both Villanova, Kansas, very good. I mean, Connor Gillespie, uh, one of the top point guards in the nation for for the Wildcats, and then Ochai Abaji for Kansas. I mean, he's probably going to be an NBA lottery pick. So tons of talent for both teams. But um, does either of those scare you a little bit more? 
I mean, Kansas is scary just because they're Kansas. I mean, all four of these teams, you could argue, are, are blue blood basketball teams. Um, I think that the Tar Heels just need to focus on getting past Duke on Saturday before they worry about having to face Villanova again in a national championship. But I think that that's always there, just a little redemption um, for what happened. How many years ago is that? In 2016. A long sure. time at this point. Time, you know. Uh, but, you know, I think that I watched Villanova's last game when they made it into the final four. It was close the whole time. But I'm sure that they've had plenty of time to prepare against Kansas. And if they make it through, they'll be ready for another national championship run. It's, it's all good. No matter what comes out of this, it's going to be, be good basketball. To go off of, of what she was saying, um, I think it's going to be incredibly difficult based on coming out of this rivalry game to play either of those teams in two days. I mean, the, the, the bounce back time, either Kansas or Villanova has the advantage in that for sure, because to be able to come out of a game like that and, and just regroup, and I think they can do it, but to regroup from a Duke UNC game in the final, no one's ever done that before, like we said, and, and just to come out of these rivalry games as it is, they lay everything out there. I mean, it, it, it is that heated. It's going to be a tough bounce back for either team. I think Villanova this year is more beatable than they have been, although it hasn't happened yet in the tournament. They don't score very well. They play amazing defense, which is what they always do, and that's won them two national championships, but they, they aren't a high-scoring team. So if teams can jump them, they're not going to come back, I, I don't think. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. That's why they play the games. But uh, Kansas, Kansas can score, and Kansas is legit, and they've been legit all year, and they are a very scary team. But that defense is is tough to get by. Villanova, I mean, that it's one of those games. Great yeah. offense against great defense, and we'll see how it shakes out. And then both Duke and UNC have the guys to beat either of those teams if it comes down to it. I mean, they they are two of the most talented teams in the country. They're going to lose some guys to the NBA right away. I mean, it, it just they have amazing players. Before I let both of you go, I want to get a prediction for the Duke-UNC game. Uh, if you can give me a expected score and who do you think is going to win? Um, they will revoke my diploma if I don't <laughs> say UNC. Yeah, and I might be banished from the state of North Carolina. So I, I do think the Tar Heels can do this and prayers up that they will do this. I don't know. I'd like to see a pretty high scoring game. So, but, and hopefully it's not close, but I imagine it will be with these two teams. So. I'll probably say somewhere in the high 80s for each, but hopefully the Hills can, can inch them out. Sure. I, uh, you know, for the sake of this show, you know what? I'll, I'll throw it out there. I'll go for Duke in this one. I did pick Duke to win mm -hmm. my bracket. That's what wow. I picked based on they are the best team I've seen play this year with my own eyes. Uh, but as far as scoring, both teams are scoring around 80 points a game. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a high-scoring game, too. i say maybe 84-81, uh, something like that. It's going to be close to that. High-scoring game going to be close. Hearing that makes me nervous already. <laughs> Ryan, I can't handle it. <laughs> hey, the way, the way UNC's been playing right now, I, I feel pretty confident if, if I'm a Tar Heels fan. They've looked really good, and, and Duke's been phenomenal as well. It should be a really fun game. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I really am. Absolutely. Well, uh, Maddie Gardner, 
WBTV digital anchor, Eric Goldson, WITN sports director. Thank you both so much for your time covering the state of North Carolina. We really appreciate you giving us some wonderful insight on the big Duke and North Carolina matchup coming up this weekend. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Had a lot of fun talking to Eric and Maddie, really knowledgeable, and they've been covering those sports teams, uh, Duke and North Carolina, in their state and had some good insight as well on Kansas against Villanova. Kansas, Villanova. That's game one. That's Saturday at 6.09. They have random times when they start. The tip is at 6.09 Eastern time. And then right after that, Duke and North Carolina for the first time in the NCAA Final Four. Going to be a ton of fun. Again.